the reason my upload schedule has been all over the place is because I'm a working boy. Speaking of which, the Working Boys podcast up now on Spotify, uploaded by none other than my boy Anthony, my cousin. He was featured in an old episode. You might have remembered him from the Brett Spiracy that's with Tony. And yeah, he made his own podcast. It's honestly fucking great. Go check it out. Anyway, back to the show. Alright, so I'm back with another podcast, and this time we're going to be discussing yet another truck driving story, mainly because I don't want people to go around thinking truck driving is this big negative job. It ain't. It's got its up, um, it's got its upkeeps, it's got its moments, and boy, I should have started with this one, honestly, because this one paints such a beautiful fucking light on the entire industry and experiences that I've had as a whole, uh, especially because this is going to be the episode where I describe the first time I sat in a truck and I finally left my home state of California. And it's one beautiful sight that I'm never going to forget when I finally crossed out of the border of California and went into Oregon. And damn, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm sitting here trying not to get emotional about it because I just, I still remember it like it was there, the cold air, how fresh it was. You go to California everything's crap the air is dirty people are always fake and then you go to oregon and it's just like i mean it's like california but with a sprinkle of salt okay i mean a little bit it's not that bad it's great if you're from there i love you you guys are the greatest especially when i went to portland that was fun uh before i go any further i have a certain special someone that i'm going to shout out to this isn't a date or this isn't uh someone i'm dating this is someone from, let's see here, Belgium. Now, I don't know who you are, but I'm glad you're a fan of the show, man. I mean, we pulled up the analytics the other day and I don't know who you are, but you must love my shit if you're, if you're all the way over there watching it. I did not expect it to reach this far, let alone in, this, in the tiny amount that I've been doing this. This is not a long podcast. This hasn't been all that long. We haven't even hit the 10 episodes yet, okay? It's about to get crazier later. I have things planned. Uh, usually I just make stuff up as I go along either honestly we have that one flop the fucking this mango bussin episode I don't know what the fuck that was I'm gonna be completely honest uh, I look back at it it's one of those moments where I think I could have done way way better <laughs> but I didn't anyway um, to my listener in Belgium thank you for tuning in don't think you don't go unnoticed you're, you're awesome uh, thanks uh, thanks a million because my outreach is going across the ocean, which I wanted it to. Anyway, back onto the truck driving story. Uh, I've got some notes here because it's a big story. This one might reach the hour mark, I'm not too sure. But I mentioned in my other episode, I did not like driving through snow, but it was not always like that because my first time driving through snow just happened to be in Oregon when I crossed the threshold from California to Oregon, you know that little state line? It's a hell of a climb, you gotta go from Weed, California, which is a little town. I know, a funny name, right? But I remember crossing there because we fell asleep there. Very long journey. This is when I had a team driver. If you're listening to this, I love you, man. I hope I hope you still talk every now and then. Uh, Marcel, uh, my trainer, when I was first starting. Greatest, greatest trainer I could ever ask for, honestly. And 
I remember um, going to sleep there in Weed, California, waking up, fresh day. We, um, we crossed the border when I was asleep, actually. I was asleep in the cab, um, in the, the bed of the truck. One <laughs> Not the bed of the truck. In these big trucks, there are two beds, one for each driver. If you're doing team drivers, it makes it much easier because you have all your stuff on one bed. He has it on another. Things don't get mixed up, you know what I mean? And I remember waking up. Okay, this is gonna be, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. I woke up, got dressed, and I opened the curtains. All I see is pure milky white snow covering an entire mountainous landscape it took my breath away. I mean, I honestly sat there and I was like, I must have, we must have crashed and this is heaven. Like, it was, there's no other word to describe it. It was fucking glorious. Sorry for swearing a lot. I, I don't know. I'm a trucker. Fuck it. But I'll remember that day as long as I live. Because that was the first time without my family, without my friends, crossing state lines on my own with, um, Someone who I eventually became good friends with. Um, haven't heard from him in a while, but uh, I still remember him. Because you don't forget something that precious, you know? That was a beautiful moment for me. Crossing there, and I just had to sit there for a good 10 minutes looking around at everything. Taking in the fact that I was no longer in my home state. This was the start of the rest, you know? This was the start of a hell of a journey. Because when I first started, me going from California to Oregon was light years away. Like, I did not expect to ever be out this far. And yet, as I progressed in my trucking, um, my OTR trucking days, I just went further and further and further, eventually hitting the, the East Coast, which I've never seen before. And, damn, getting emotional here. <sighs> Had to take a breather for a second. Um, man, good times. I often get asked by a coworker if I miss life over the road. I don't miss it entirely, but I do miss those moments where you first see something that awe-inspiring. You see something that you'll never forget, and you see something that's so vivid in your mind still that it just does not leave. That, that was something, that was a key point in my life because at this point, I still remember it fondly. I st like I was just there too. This was a, a good time ago now and it's, it feels like it happened yesterday because something like that, again, you don't forget. However, it was my first time in snow this cold. Okay, in California, there ain't much snow, especially where I'm from. I'm not from up north where the, where, you know, most people think I'm from the coast or something. I fucking wish. I'm from Yeehaw country, middle of nowhere. I'm telling you that much right now. <laughs> yeah, my cousin could detest to that. There's nothing out here. That's why I started a podcast. There ain't shit to do. Unless you want to drink. Going back to the first time I was there. Um, what I do remember is that since this was my first time ever taking a trip ever in a truck this big, this far with a company, I didn't know when I was going to get home. I was actually willing to spend months on end outside of my home state. Luckily, I did not have to. And that's one of the risks that you take when you're going out over the road. Because, truth be told, a lot of these drivers don't get home for months on end. 
and I thought I was about to become one of those people, but we scheduled it out, did it perfectly. I was home every two weeks. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't really healthy. However, that's that was my life for about a, about a year, little little under a year, according to them, because they just don't want me to get the one year experience. Well, too bad. I got it anyway. Ha. And again, this was snow, really cold. I was not prepared for this cold because I did not expect to go this far and I did not expect it to be snowing in March, I believe it was. So I was out, um, again, not prepared for the cold. I brought a really thin sweater with me. That's what I do remember. Cause I got out of the truck and I was like, this is beautiful. Also, fuck man, it's freezing. And that's, that's what I remember. <laughs> that's one of the things I remember from the first time because you think that would humble me and that would prepare me for later on. No, it did not. I'm a very stubborn person. If I'm cold, I'll be cold again because I won't prepare. I'll always think, ah, fuck it, I won't do it again. And then I do it again. That's the life of me. I'll remember it forever and so forth. I got a whole bunch of um, things here that I got to write down. If I keep cutting off, I'm sorry. My friend Matt keeps fucking messaging me. Always keep your friends close, man. You never know. Sometimes they need to reach out to you. So aside from being the first time driving through snow as a passenger, I ended up behind the wheel of the truck and actually driving it with the snow. And let me tell you, the first time I did it, I was scared. I was really scared grabbing the wheel, making sure that we didn't fall off the mountain, whatever hill we were on, and probably die, you know? I mean, that's, that's, that's a reasonable fear, right? I mean, if someone told you, hey, are you scared of death? Yes, yes I am. I'm scared of dying, fuck. That's just scary. You never know what's gonna happen on the other side. Whether you believe in God, Jesus, whatever. Doesn't matter. In my case, I was scared because it was the first time I was doing it, especially in a truck this big. But this first time was actually the best time because every time after that, it's just been a shit show. Black ice after black ice. And the first time, it really helped having a trainer there because he was like, ah, don't worry about it. Keep it still, this and that. Turn on your Jake brakes if you know what that is. And, you know, simple shit. It wasn't that bad. I remember having breakfast that day at a little, a little town. I just remember it by the name Rice Hill, but I don't think that's the right name. I remember that's the street name. The street name was Rice Hill, the little pilot truck stop in a tiny little town, there was a Denny's there. And if you guys don't know me, I fucking love Denny's, okay? I'm a slut for Denny's. You can give me any Denny's platter and I'll, I'll eat that I'll eat that shit up like a dog, like a hungry dog. Because at that time, I was absolutely starving. And let me tell you, that was the best damn pancake I've ever had on any road ever, especially surrounded by snow, wearing a big old sweater that was surprisingly not enough. And the best warm coffee I've ever had. It was just, it was a memorable time. Oregon is nice. And I remember going through there later on in my career on my own. That was thrilling because at that point I now had more freedom. Like I could stop the truck at any time and I could take pictures, which I have actually got plenty of on my old phone, which I had to download on my new one. Some of them were lost, but I got a lot of them and they, they came out really nice. So I was going through some of my old pictures and I'm starting to realize that I may not have taken as many pictures as I originally thought. Um, having said that, the memories will always still be there. 
uh, going to Oregon was fun. Pretty sure you could hear that in the background, but I'm not too sure. Well, I guess the answer is no, you can't hear that in the background. I keep having to pause this because there's so much noises that are happening, which is surprising because I, I live alone back here. Um, not too bad. Enough about me. Uh, let's get back to Oregon. Because that place, let me tell you, it rains a lot there. And that's what surprised me when I was first there. I've never, well, I mean, I'm from California. Ra rain is a rare commodity out here. And when you go to Oregon, it rains like every other day. And I remember seeing that and thinking, God damn, are we going to be in a flood or something? The guy's just like, nah, that's just, that's just how it happens here. It's funny too, once you leave your home state, everyone recognizes that you're not from there. Like they just know. There's something about your smell or something. I don't know what it is. It's the moment you start talking, they start going, yep, you're, you're a Cali boy, aren't you? Some shit like that, you know? That's um, not really a bad thing, but it's just interesting to me how every state knows you're from another place. Especially if you're from California and you go to, let's say Arizona, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Utah, Nebraska, you know, any state other than this one, if you leave the state, they will recognize you, not by how you talk or how you smell or how you dress. I'm guessing it has to do with the choice of words you have. And maybe dialect plays, in, plays a part in there as well. I'm not too sure. You know, I may talk a big game about driving through Oregon a lot, but I'm gonna tell you right now, after looking through the map, I barely scratched the surface because mainly what I stayed on was the I-5. So I went to, let's see, Medford, Grand Pass, Glendale, Canyonville, Myrtle Creek, Roseburg, Sutherland, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Albany, Salem. Salem was a bit weird. And then Portland, which everyone's been to. And then from Portland, you pretty much just have a few miles until you're in Washington. That's kind of a cool place, but I mean... I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's a cool place. I'm definitely focusing this podcast on Oregon as a whole, mainly because that was where it all started. When I went from where I'm from all the way up north, that actually took about two days just to get near there. Unfortunately, one of the places that I was talking about is um, currently on fire, but it's California, so that's kind of, that's kind of, I mean, you, you know it when you see it, you know? Let's see, I'm pulling up my map right now, see how long it would take just to get there. Up north, from where I'm from, going up north would have taken eight hours. A bit longer actually, because it's 460 miles from where I'm from. And that would have been, that would have been all day. Just one day of driving all the way up there. Really not much else to do when you're driving other than talk about it. You could go through Nevada all the way uh, going up to Oregon, but that's a hell of a detour and I wouldn't recommend it. Any of you truck drivers listening, hoping for directions, which I have I have no idea why you would be looking on my podcast for directions. Like, get a GPS. <laughs> like, I'm looking through this and I'm thinking, I remember a lot of stuff about Oregon. There's not much to talk about, unfortunately. However, I did look up, Rice Hill is the name of the actual town. Everyone in Rice Hill, honestly, give yourselves a pat on the back. You guys are the fucking greatest. You're the best town in all of Oregon. Don't ever let people tell you otherwise, because Rice Hill felt like a fucking second home to me when I was first going up there. That's the place I would stop, even if I had hours left on the clock, I would stop there, grab some Denny's, chill at the Pilot, drink some coffee, trucker shit, you know what I mean? 
that's just how it is. If you know, you know. If you don't, well, let me tell you. And I'm pretty sure if you're listening, you probably either do know or you're a coworker. And if you do, hi, what's up? I know one of you is sending me memes right now. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. However, going back to one of the questions, one of my old, um, one of my coworkers told me recently, when you miss OTR, what you're actually missing is a memory, if you think about it. Because you look back and it's a better memory than it was an actual experience. Because when you're driving through there, there's hours of nothing. Realistically, it's mundane for sure, but it's not the worst, if that makes any sense. For me, the big shift came not when I was driving with a trainer, but the month afterwards when they finally gave me the keys to my own international and they said, you are driving on your own as far as we want to send you. And <laughs> damn, first time behind the truck on your own is fun because you never know what's going to happen. And I, <laughs> I didn't expect to get attached to machinery i guess but i look back at my old truck and i think dude if i could buy it i would have it wasn't the best truck but i do miss it mainly because it felt like a second home a home away from home because i would be in there for two weeks at a time come back for a single weekend and then do it again for a fucking year it was um it was wild at least for the time being i mainly did it because i wanted to see the rest of the u.s and i did see a big chunk of it but at a certain point you're going through the same routes and it becomes mundane. Like, I remember going to Arizona for the first time as well. Very, very hot. The exact opposite of Oregon. I might go through different segments of when I first went to other states, but this one's primarily focused on my first time in Oregon, mainly because that's the first time I left the state period. I've mentioned that, I don't know, three or four times now. I have to keep pausing the recording because I can't stop fucking farting, dude. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. It is literally two in the morning while I'm recording this. That's when I get my best ideas. That's also when I look back on things. Blah, blah, blah. Trucker stories. Let's move on to one other thing that probably isn't going to be in the title, but I'm going to have to talk about it anyways because it was actually way more fun. That is my first time in motherfucking Las Vegas. I gotta tell you right now, I would go back there again. I wouldn't gamble as much as I did the first time or drink because that's when I learned my lesson. But going to Vegas the first time, you are overwhelmed by the amount of lights there, the amount of stuff to do, the amount of games you could play, the amount of money you can lose, um, the amount of sights to see as well. Um, there's a really big stadium there where the Raiders play. I got to see it firsthand. That thing looks like a giant bowl. And driving underneath it was really cool because the sun was blocked out by how massive it was. Anyone going to Las Vegas or Nevada in general for the first time might want to check out Whiskey Pete's Casino. I honestly highly recommend it. It's the first place I went to. And they have a museum there where Bonnie and Clyde, uh, if you didn't remember those names they were uh bandits basically but honestly I, i'm just gonna leave it up to the museum there if you guys ever head out there to let you know just how awesome they were i got to see a film a live video of them you know back in god knows when it, it was a long time ago so they had that black and white film with no audio 
but you could see them running around shooting. It's really cool. And they have the car that Bonnie and Clyde actually died in, in Whiskey Pete's Casino. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I got a lot of pictures of it because when I was there, I was really excited. First time um, in Vegas. And I remember too, not only just going there and, um, and seeing the sights, but I also remember walking in with $20 and leaving with 300. It was really cool. It was the first time I ever gambled there. Uh, I just did slots, nothing too big. I'm not a big shot. I'm not gonna go to the card table and bet it on red, whatever. Uh, I really don't know any of the terminology. It was the first time I gambled. Truth be told, I'm not a gambling type person. It's just not something that applies to me all that much. I don't find it all that fun, but when it's good, it's good, especially there. Whiskey Pete's Casino, got all the lights, the glamour, all the cocktails you could drink while gambling. But I was mainly there for the museum because I like, I'm a, I'm a big history buff. And that's one of the, that's one of my favorite things about going um, OTR is that you get to learn a lot about the history of not only the state, but really it in general, just the US in general. You start going out, you start learning little tidbits every now and then, you get to stand in places where former people, um, just like Bonnie and Clyde, where they were at. And I also got to see Al Capone's car where he, um, the one he drove. It was, um, it was not in the best condition, honestly. Behind a lot of, I guess the, a protective barrier? I'm not even sure what it was. It looked like a metal fence they bought at Home Depot last minute. I'm not gonna lie. I looked at it and I thought, this looks cheaply done, but I guess they just got the exhibit. This was a few years back, so it must be up to date now. And this was pre-COVID, so it's, um, it's worth, it's worth checking out. It's crazy now that I think about how big of a staple COVID is about to be in this story. Not because this was pre-COVID, but it actually kind of um, started before COVID and ended in the middle of it. It was crazy, because now that I think about it, when I went to Whiskey Pete's, there was no masks, there was no six feet apart rule, none of that. It was, um, it, it's almost like a different era, you know? Like, I'm thinking about how crazy COVID is in terms of how it affected everything. Because Whiskey Pete's was fun, and I remember distinctly no masks because everyone in there was smoking. <laughs> Very old-fashioned place. Whiskey Pete's wasn't the only place I went to. I also went to where they have this giant exhibit for Reese's peanut butter cups. I walked through a giant peanut butter cup cutout that was made of plastic, but it just felt surreal walking through my favorite candy. If anyone doesn't know, Reese's peanut butter cups are my absolute favorite candy. I could eat those for days. Uh, I would, but I'm on a diet right now. Everyone, I encourage you to be on a diet. Do not get overweight. Do not do what I did when I was a trucker and go from 190 to 220. 30 pounds is not a healthy amount to gain. That is absolutely ridiculous. I'm still shedding that fucking weight off. I think I'm already done, but I'm gonna shed a bit more because I'm not the tallest, so I wanna be really thin. Anyway, I was getting off topic there for a second, but there's also a Statue of Liberty in Las Vegas. It's not big, but it's, it's not to scale or anything. It's really small, but it's at least 20 feet high. It's not bad. It's really cool to take a picture of chill out there, go with your family. I wouldn't go right now because of COVID. That brings me to a topic for a later date. If there's any anti-vaxxers listening, uh, I'd like to have you on the podcast and ask you a bit of questions about it. I'm just curious, you know? That's what we're here for. We're here on a podcast to ask shit and 
get get answers out there also just to hang out it's funny now that i think about it it leads me to another story because las vegas was the first place where i had to deal with something called a lot lizard if you don't know what that is um it's a prostitute <laughs> they didn't knock on my door or anything so luckily they didn't know where i was sleeping but they were outside of the truck stop. They were just going, hey, baby, I want to be with you tonight. And it was just really fucking disgusting. Like, I'm not into that whatsoever. There's a, there's a, what's the word? There's a stereotype of truckers always being with prostitutes. But that's a small majority. That's a small minority of them. I won't lie. There are some that will happily take you in if, if you're in that line of work. I wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But it happens. Apparently, there's some spaces in Las Vegas where that's legal. So that's, well, not Las Vegas, Nevada as a whole. They actually have brothels up north in northern Nevada. I've been up there as well, but that's not the reason I went there. Don't, don't think about that. I'm entirely on business when I go up in northern Nevada. It's nice up there, but that's also the place where I happen to get stuck. See the other video? <laughs> or the other podcast, but this ain't a video. Should I do a YouTube video? I kind I kind of feel like... Maybe doing YouTube might be something I'll look into. I had someone tell me, why don't I do YouTube, do vlogs and shit? I'm more, I'm more comfortable on a podcast because you can edit the crap out of these things. I've edited this thing already 20 times while, while recording. It's actually much more fun this way. And yeah, it's just more fun. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to continue it. If there's people who want to see me do a YouTube vlog, I'll, I'll consider it. I'll have to buy a camera first. I actually don't have one. I might be able to do it on my phone because I got an iPhone. It's got really high quality imagery, but I don't really have the space for it as well. Anyway, back onto Las Vegas, Oregon, and these places that I went to for the first time. Major difference in landscape. There's, um, I just burped there, sorry. There's a major difference in the, what's the word? The ecology. I mean, the life that you see out in Oregon is immense. Like you just see animals for days. You just see so much wild game. It's really awesome. I love that. And then you go to Nevada and it's barren wasteland for miles. It's fucking crazy. There's just nothing but desert. And what there's when there's not desert, there's gambling, prostitutes, drinking. You know, if you're into that stuff, go to Nevada. It's quite a lot up there. Unless you go to Northern Nevada, and then it's a bit more conservative. They do have some places where they're more churchy, which, you know, I mean, there's always gonna be a place like that. Good for them. They could they could believe what they want. They could do what they want. Good for them. And it's funny too, because I remember going to Northern Nevada, thinking I was gonna see the same as Las Vegas. It's more of a, it's a different place, really. It's, you go up North in Northern Nevada, it's, calmer there's still a bit of gambling not as much same amount of drinking because you know nevada and well okay i don't know what that means but you get what i mean people like to drink they'll always do that if they want to gamble they'll go to vegas if they want to settle down they'll go to northern nevada which there's a lot more stuff there it's like it actually snows there in northern nevada as well i've dealt with the cold there not the snow but the cold it gets really icy up there Jeez, I've been to so many places that I actually have to look on the map and remind myself where I've been. What I was thinking about when I said Northern Nevada was Reno and Sparks, which I've been to both. They're, they're both nice. They're literally right next to each other. Really hard to miss. I'm looking at another place there. Battle Mountain, I've been there as well. Keep a look, keep a look. Yeah, Battle Mountain 
I remember there's an interesting story there. It's near the place where there's a bunch of desert, but it gets really cold at night. Really freezing cold. And I like that about a desert, you know? Complete opposite of what you feel in the morning, which I would prefer. Because if you have just heat, eventually you get tired of it, you hate it, then you get really cold, and then you get tired of that, and you hate it, and then boom. What's this? In the morning, it's hot. What a surprise. I could summarize the entirety of what I was about to say in, a, in one sentence. I once spent the night in the Nevada desert, and my parents, I, when I told them where I was at, they thought I was kidnapped. It was really funny, too, because I had to call them and explain, no, I was not kidnapped. I just ran out of hours and I could not get to a fucking truck stop. And it was really funny too because I look back at it now and I thought, man, they, they still care about me. That's the best part about it. If you're hearing this right now, you're thinking, hey, what's what should I do today? Do yourself a little favor. If you got free time, hug your parents. Give them a little hug. Give them a pat on the back. Tell them you love them. Do something nice. Quit thinking about yourself, asshole. Jesus, what's wrong with you? Fuck, man. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Um, Memories, I guess. I'm looking back at these three states. California, Oregon, Nevada. All right next to each other. Completely different um, hemispheres, honestly. It just feels so different when you go to Oregon compared to when you go to Nevada. Because it's night and day, honestly. And it's really... Um, it's really fond memories looking back at it. If anyone ever had um, any, any more questions about these places, open um, open up Instagram, type in my name, which I'm probably gonna share on there anyways, and inbox me questions, um, anything really. I'll actually answer them here on the podcast, which will actually make an episode on its own. I guess I could put trucker stories um, answering questions, which would be fun. Oh, I almost forgot about Boulder City. Yeah, that place was fun. If you hate yourself, and um, that's all I have to say about that place. Anyway, I'm going to wrap things up for now. This has been a clusterfuck of an episode. But honestly, doing it solo is getting easier. It's just, I have to do a lot of editing. Because sometimes I say stuff I would rather not send out. Nothing too bad. But I'm trying to keep a demeanor here. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. However, before I leave. And this is very important for everyone listening. Every, every hard, red-blooded American out there working the working boys podcast check them out i cannot emphasize that enough my cousin has got a lot more talent doing this than i do i'm telling you right now the man's got a future in the industry anyway i'll see you later um if you guys got any questions my instagram dms are open they always are go ahead and shoot me a message i don't care send me some memes i actually prefer memes because they're just way better who doesn't like memes if you don't like memes don't dm me honestly you're probably dry and boring um i'm, I'm joking of course and one final thing before I wrap up here, if you want to be featured on the podcast, I'm still trying to figure out how Discord works, so give me some time and I'll have you on the show later. See ya.